It's take two. Senores y senores. What is going on, everyone? Happy, happy, happy hump day to all across the lower valley, across the United States. If you're watching from a different country, what is going on, everyone? Welcome on into Oyen Philly Sports. This is a special episode of Oyen Philly Sports, ladies and gentlemen. We're at episode 50. We're halfway there to 100 episodes of Oyen Philly Sports. It's crazy. We've been four months ago. I started Oyen Philly Sports in hopes that I can find a way to talk about what I feel when it comes to Philadelphia sports. And it came, we started in April, April 8th, and we are a little bit past four months now. And we are at 50 episodes of Oyen Philly Sports. This is a truly remarkable uh, show that we have started. I ain't going nowhere. The show is not going anywhere. And I really appreciate you guys for spending the time to listen to what this crazy dumbass has to say and for putting in your input so seriously truly thank you so much for tuning on in welcome youtube welcome twitter welcome twitch and of course what is going on tiktok we're gonna get everyone involved here you guys can tell the link is already in the bio so tiktok if you guys want to talk i want to hear you so guys what we're going to do today, after every segment, after talk, so we're, the lineup today, we're going to talk about the Phillies, we're going to talk about the Eagles, then we're going to talk about the Sixers, the Flyers, and the Union. We're trying to talk about all five Philly sports. After every segment, I will allow you guys to come on, and I'll, again, five minutes, still the same thing, five minutes, I will give you guys your time to shine, give me your comments, give me your concerns, your questions. Let's talk some sports here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's continue that dialogue going. So it's going to be a, a fun episode. As you guys can clearly tell, we have a heavy-duty lineup today day to talk about we only got an hour guys because today is a double header we will be we have duped by the river tonight uh that'll be on philly sports network shouts to philly sports network for uh bringing us duped by the river and all of our other favorite philly sports network podcast but uh it's gonna be a phone so let's let's get right into it before we move forward ladies and gentlemen don't forget if you're watching this live on El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel, make sure you guys are liking it and uh, subscribing to the channel. It will truly mean the world to me. And, of course, guys, do not forget, uh, you can rate and subscribe to Duke by the River. You can find us wherever you stream podcasts. From Apple, Google, Spotify, you can find Oin Philly Sports. Let's get to it on this episode 50. What is going on? I, try, I appreciate that, man. That's really kind of you, my man. I'm just kidding, brother. I'm just kidding. I like I like breaking my own ball sometimes, man. You got, you got to, man. You got to. Uh, well, we got Brozo 299. You got a long one, man. Uh, go Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Congratulations on the Super Bowl win, my man. Uh, I can't tell you, you know, I finally I was able to live what it's like to win a Super Bowl back in 2017. And I'll tell you what, it is a special moment. And don't you ever, ever, ever forget that, man. Don't cherish that. Cherish what you just went through, my man. Because listen, I, I know you know, as a Bucks fan, it, it, you never know when it's going to happen again. I, I never thought that the Bucs would have won this past year. I thought, you know, and I still, the 2002 Super Bowl, man, I still remember that. You guys ended the vet. You guys ended the vet and you went into the Super Bowl and won. That definitely hurt a lot of us here in Philadelphia for sure. What's up, Hawks King? What's going on, my man? I appreciate you uh, duetting that TikTok, my man. Much love to you, brother. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Birds. Go all Birds. Uh, Syrup's going back and forth with Trent, my man. I like, I like it. My man is going hard. He's going hard. Uh, I like the Bucks. I don't mind the Bucks. I, you know, I, I can't really hate on the Bucks except for 2002. That one definitely hurts, man. Philly sports is life. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Want to start off today? Um, because so last night, I'm sure most of you guys don't know, it was the MLS skills, MLS All Star Skills Competition um, ceremony. We're not going to talk about that. Um, Andre Brick looked good in it, by the way, but. Uh, they brought out Noah Beck. Now, I'm sure most of you on the platform here know who Noah Beck is very well. He's very popular on this app. And if you guys didn't know, Noah Beck, once upon a time, was part of the Real Salt Lake and MLS Club's Youth Academy. That's kind of, uh, he was, I guess that was his first aspiration. He wanted to be a pro soccer player. And then he realized, you know, dancing on, on a in a camera for this new application with the shirt off was a little bit more profitable than playing MLS soccer. So he took the smart route. But now what you're seeing in a lot of these sports, a lot of these leagues, and in these individual franchises, they want to invest in these TikTok influencers. Uh, what's his name? Brad Richards, Josh Richards, whatever his dumbass name. You see the NHL working with him and collabing. You're seeing in the NFL, um, the NFL working with the big TikTokers as well. I get it. These TikTokers are super, super profitable. And I, I don't know how you guys feel exactly about these big TikTokers representing your leagues, your teams when they don't even give a crap. I remember, what was it? Game five. Game five here in Philadelphia. The Sixers and the Hawks. 
a game that we blew. We allowed the Hawks to come back. And who do you see on a front court? You got Noah Beck. You got Charlie. You got Dixie. You got all the big TikTokers front, front court. Those guys don't even care about Philadelphia. I bet you they've been in Philadelphia once or twice just for a little touristy type of thing. So it, to me, it's a little weird. It's a little, it's a reach in my honest opinion. You're trying to get these TikTokers to market your product when you have, listen, I'm not going to my own. There's bigger Philly sports TikTokers out there, but you got Philly sports TikTokers who have a big, big reach. Why don't you work with them? Now, when, when it comes to the MLS, listen, I mean, there's not a lot of people doing MLS TikTok content out there, but by God, I mean, who I I feel like I'm annoying. I, I know you guys on TikTok with my MLS crap because I absolutely love the MLS. I love the product that it is, and I believe in it. But I think that these these um these major leagues, these major teams, kind of dial it back and look and look. Is it really worth it? Do we really need to go this route by getting these big TikTokers? So. Um, that's just my two cents. Of course, I want to hear from what you guys have to say, but that's just my thoughts, man. Um, WWE is working with them as well. I'm not really big in WWE anymore. It's been over 20 years to actually watch WWE, but I can understand why they would do it. But when you're talking about the NBA, you're talking about the MLS, the NHL, the NFL, the MLB, those guys really don't need to do that. And that's my honest opinion. Charlie was wearing a Sixers jersey, though. They all, they all got awarded Sixers jerseys. They all got that for free. That's part of being an influencer, my man. Once upon a time, I was a um, my only, I guess, my only influencer type of experience was 2019. Uh, I was part of the unions. Uh, I, I guess you could say their their segment on Fox 29. I was there helping unveil the new kits for the 20, 2019 season. Um, I actually got a, a new one as well. I got it for free. That was pretty dope. But uh, being on TV with Sebastian Latou. Um, and some of my fellow Sons of Ben members, that was pretty damn special. Um, that's kind of what goes on, man. Um, so, yeah. So, Hawks King, if you want, go to my bio. Linktree is there. It takes You can take it right to my YouTube channel. Just head to the YouTube channel. I have the link currently on here. Uh, after we talk about the Phillies, which we're going to talk about in a second, I'm going to allow people to come on. So, you guys are more than welcome to come on and, uh, and give me your two cents. You got any comments, questions, concerns? I want to hear from you. So definitely you can come on in here. But let's get it started here, guys. I want to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies today. Um, we're in about uh, 20 minutes or so. We're going to play game two of the series, the Tampa Bay Rays, the second and final game of the series against the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, let's start with last night, of course, before we move into what's going to happen tonight. So the Phillies start off the series with the Rays with a loss. It, it, it was a loss. It was a little heartbreaking. Uh, but the thing for me, I wasn't entirely too upset at first because before, if you guys follow me on TikTok, you know that before the game actually started, I said that the Phillies would split the series here against the Tampa Bay Rays. They would, and I actually predicted that we would lose last night. I predicted that we would lose the Ranger Suarez start, but we would win the Zach Wheeler start, which is tonight. Um, and so far, I'm right, right? So we get uh, Ranger Suarez, uh, who, who got the start. He would lose. Um, it's okay, I guess, because I said we would get the split. But here's here's some of the issues right here, right? Here are some of the issues. Number one, the Yankees gave you a break last night, right? So they beat the Atlanta Braves. They sweep the Braves. And uh, now you're still four and a half games back. But you couldn't get the job done. So now you're still four and a half games back of the Atlanta Braves. Number two, Ranger Suarez looked great on the mound yesterday. I was truly impressed. That was by far... Ranger Suarez's best start as a Philly this season. He went six and two third innings. He looked very, very. He had a lot of command on the on the mound there. He allowed six hits, which was definitely a, a negative. But I think some of it again had to do with the defense, which we'll talk about. And he allowed one earned run. But the most important part, my man had seven strikeouts. That is impressive stuff, if you ask me. On Ranger Suarez's night, and that another is another positive. Um, number three. The offense, again, just looked uninspiring. Now, all those three things make this loss, uh, makes it worse. It makes it worse. Now, again, although I predicted a split, that doesn't make up for not taking advantage of the Yankees helping you out. Not taking advantage of a good Ranger Suarez start, the longest he has gone, the best start he has had. And number three, again, like, why isn't this offense stepping up? When, and we know what time period we are in big all season. Um, one run off of six hits, dude. What are we doing? Again, again, what are we doing? 
Like, I, I know that we've been missing Reese Hoskins. And again, yesterday, Reese did not play. We saw what happened on Sunday when Reese came back. Two home runs right off the bat after missing like 11 games. But then you have to scratch your head as a Phillies fan. Why is it that Reese Hoskins did not play yesterday? He had 11 games off. He had Monday off. And he's not playing on Tuesday? And I feel like the organization is not being clear with us at that point. Because why is it that he's missing a game after having essentially 12 and a half days off? 13 and a half days off. That makes no sense to me. And I just don't like that that not, that lack of transparency with the Phillies. And it's like this all the time with the Philadelphia Phillies. But why at this point? We are in the end of August. This is the important part of the season. You are in a, a, a hunt right now for the pennant, for the NL East pennant. And you are sitting Reese Hoskins? How does that make sense? Unless there's something wrong with Reese Hoskins. I don't get that. I just flat out don't get that. Just don't sit starters right now. You Right now, that whole babying, that, that whole scared mentality that you've seen throughout the season with Joe and with this organization, you, that has to go out the door. You got to go balls to the wall. You are four and a half back at the end of August. And you're going up against an Atlanta Braves team who has been there, who has done this before. I know they're missing their outfield. But my God, they still have pieces there that can get the job done. I feel like I feel like with Freddie Freeman now, there nothing can go wrong with the Atlanta Braves. And that drives me crazy. Absolutely crazy. And this team is it's crazy. Like it's I can't believe how much money is put into this team and how incomplete it is. You know, last year in 2020, every single game we were sitting here after every Phillies game and we're just like, oh my God, this bullpen is god awful. Historically bad. How can you put a bullpen this bad together? And you know what we're saying this year? This defense is god awful. Why is it that this Phillies team can't play complete baseball? Why is it that every single day it is one thing or it's another? I'm tired of it. This is so frustrating. Now, we lost to a quality team in the Tampa Bay Rays. I get that. But you had a chance. You had an absolute chance. Now, here's the thing. What I'm about to say is going to be counterintuitive of the certain player, but Odubo Herrera, in the month of August, the entire month of August, he has been by far the most consistent hitter on this baseball team. By far. I know Bryce has had his moments, had his moments, but Odubel consistently has been the best hitter for the Phillies in the month of August. Now, last night, Arch comes in the eighth. Now, Arch has been spectacular thus far as a closer. He's been a, he's been like that setup guy, essentially, seventh, eighth inning guy, and I think he's been spectacular. He's got like a sub-two ERA. It's beautiful. Perfect. Not enough strikeouts, and I won't fault him for that. But he comes in last night, top of the eighth. Uh, Brett Phillips rips one to left, gets on base. Then uh, he, then um, Archie, he walks uh, Ar- uh, Arizona, right? He walks him. And then Nelson Cruz comes on. Man on first and second. Now, Nelson Cruz, you know, he's great career. Respect the crap out of the dude. He's obviously a shell of what he once was. My man just Bonks one into left field. And I just don't know what Oduble was doing. The angle he took for this ball. And how do you... He let an out. Boom, happened him in the outfield. That ball was just rolling past his glove. And again, it's the inconsistencies that I'm talking about. This defense is not good. It is crazy how this team is constructed... Like an American League team, to be honest with you guys. This team is built to just hit balls out of the ballpark. But they can't defend. Like, imagine this team had a little bit of defense. Yikes, man. Yikes. But Oduble screwed it up last night, and the Phillies' bats, again, could not overcome it. You're down 3-1. to one. Uh, You have two innings to kind of get back, get this back, at least get back into the game, right? Tie it up 3-3, had it uh, taken into extras. 
but that this team couldn't do that either. And of course, uh, Brad Miller was out there again, man. I'm done with seeing Brad Miller. I'm just over seeing Brad Miller out there. Um, I love Brad. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a solid veteran piece. I think he's great for the dugout. I, I, he's he's that morale type of guy. You know, you, you got a player on a slump. You know, Brad's got to, you know, bamboo will bring some bamboos to that player and bring that morale up. But, man, oh, man, I don't know what the heck to expect from Brad Miller on a, on a game-to-game -game basis. That's just tough, man. It's absolutely tough right now, dude. All right, so last look, again, split this year. The goal is to split the series. This is a good Tampa Bay Rays team, and, and you saw yesterday. These guys are well disciplined. Um, even their pitching. Yo, shouts to Adam Conley. I thought Adam was out in Korea. He's back here in the majors. He's now a relief pitcher. Um, with the uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays, I will never ever forget. Now, I think I've told this story before. When I lived in North Jersey, I decided to go to a Mets Marlins game. Um, up in City Field, right. There's this guy, this old guy. He was a traditional, like, guy's probably been watching Mets baseball, probably in Shea Stadium since the 70s, right? And he's got his little score sheet. He's got the old school Mets starter jacket. And he's got the radio. He's That's how old school he was. He had the score sheet. He had the radio right next to his head. And he goes, how do you strike out to this guy? He's not even, he's, he's going to be Randy Johnson, but he's not Randy Johnson yet. And I'm just like, you see Randy Johnson out of him? Are you sure, sir? I know the Mets have been treating you badly over the last couple of decades, but you think that guy's going to be Randy Johnson? So I'll never forget that moment. But it was good seeing Adam Conley back. Uh, and that's my point. This the, the Rays, man, they find diamonds in the rough all the freaking time. And I know it. You know, if you're a Tampa fan, I feel for you because they just don't care about spending money and they want to put a good team together as much. As good as they are in scouting, and that is so frustrating if you were a race fan to see what goes on like that. But very well disciplined. Um, their arms, you know, they might some of those arms might not be the hardest throw, but they got good stuff and they got command. All those guys got command. I don't know what they do down in Tampa, but if I'm the Phillies, just steal what you can from that scouting and that development side of, of things down there because obviously something is going on that is working very well over there. So tonight. Game two starts in about now uh, 15 or so minutes. We have uh, Ryan Yarborough, who's going to go up against Zach Wheeler. It is wheels day. And, and I'll be honest, you guys, I need a good wheels a day out of Zach. The past starts now, I can say they're bad, but say they're even inconsistent. He's been going like three or four deep, and then he allows that one pitch and everything goes to shit. I think the Diamondbacks uh, game was at that Wednesday, the series finale. He allows uh, a home run shot in the in the top of the six or the bottom of the six, and then everything goes to crap, and they score like six runs on him. So I need a consistent seven inning um, game from Zach Wheeler. Uh, no more than two runs allowed. Give me some. He's been getting K, so that's not that hasn't been the problem. But the hits and the runs have been the problem. That's not all on him. That's not all on Zach Wheeler. Obviously, he's definitely going to need some help from the defense. Uh, and of course, he's going to need some help from those bats who have not been giving a lot of run support over the past week or so. But we got some good news, ladies and gentlemen. Freddie Galvis is starting tonight. Let's go, baby. Let's go. We got Freddie Galvis back. I'm so pumped to see Freddie back here. I saw Freddie Love here. Philly Sports uh, Life. He's already saying it. Freddie Galvis. He already put the goat next to Freddie's name. And he said, Freddie Galvis, baby. We got some Freddie Love up in here. Who was it? It was early. Uh, Will uh, Brannigan, 13. Freddie is back. That is right. I'm excited for Freddie back. He's going to start at shortstop here for D.D. Gregorius. Look, I'm already excited to see like a defensive play. He's going to go out there and have a defensive highlight reel type of play. I already know it's going to happen. I'm just more so concerned to see what he can give me with that bat. Give me anything. I'm talking, me personally, anything over 250. I'm taking that for Freddie Galvis, right? I think he's like a 2 214 hitter right now. So let's bump it up a little bit. I know what Freddie Galvis is. I'm not expecting Freddie Galvis to come out here and turn into a Francisco Lindor or Fernando Tatis, but give me something, right? Because I would like to see him start a little more. We need that glove. It's evident we need that glove. When you got pitch, like Kyle Gibson's a perfect example. Kyle Gibson needs the infield to be on their crap. Um, we saw what happened in Arizona last Monday. 
when the defense is not backing up Kyle Gibson, you see exactly what happened. So we need this defense to step up. I'm excited to see Freddie Galvis. This is Freddie's first start in a field uniform since 2017. Truly remarkable. Truly uh, definitely deserves to be here. And I, and I love it. 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 All right, guys. Um, let me put that back out there. And guys, if you guys want to come on, this is your chance right now. I'm allowing a couple people to come on. Five minutes, comments, concerns, questions, and uh, we will move forward here. But I'm going to read some of these comments now. Um, hey, what's up, Box King? Luke, that's a good name, man. Luke, welcome on in the OA Philly Sports. Make sure you guys subscribe here for more of uh, sports content, my man. Definitely appreciate you coming on in. Miles Sanders Burner, what's up, Miles Sanders? I can't wait to do some live streams with you, my man. Uh, you were the Miles Sanders Burner was the luck charm last year in the Sixers playoff run. Every time we watched, we won. Maybe we needed to watch more games together, man. I uh, definitely should be fun. Dylan or Dylan, I know. Listen, Dylan's here. He wants to talk Flyers hockey, and I love that about him. We're gonna talk about that a little later. But what's going on, Dylan? Pleasure seeing on you. Pleasure seeing you on here, brother. What's going on, man? I miss you, brother. I miss you. Uh, like when Max Scherzer got checked three times for no reason. <laughs> oh man, I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything. But yeah. <laughs> uh, are you excited for Zach Eflin's return? Oh man, the Zach Eflin return, dude. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. We need Zach Eflin, and now things become more easier, and now this pitching staff looks better. Zach Eflin gets it in, in thrust in there. Now, I want to watch and see how that leg, that right knee, how that holds up. He's going to go. He's going to be pitching with uncomfortability for the rest of his career. That is, that's there. There's going to be no changes there, right? But how can he handle it? That's what I really want to see. And now with Eflin in the lineup, I think you should move Matt Moore to the, to the bullpen. It's going to be tough because the thing is, Matt Moore is not in the – when he's in the bullpen, he usually plays the worst, right? So I think you're probably going to see Ranger Suarez move back down to the bullpen. Um, it is what it is. He, he played really well, but I, I think Matt – you know what you got with Matt, so I think you got to stick with him. But uh, let's go to the let's go to uh, the let's go backstage. Here. Let's get some of these people on here, and let's start off with my man, Mister Hawks King. What's going on, Hawks King? Welcome going on. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm chilling here, man. We talking some Philly sports here, We're taking it easy. You know, it's another another day. I see that. So my. So when you said when Nelson Cruz hit that bomb and one of your Philly players tried Doable, to catch man. the ball and whatnot, believe it or not, I was at a Mariners game and it was way before Cruz traveled and whatnot. Right. Cruz was on the Mariners and hey, right, got the glasses for you. Hey, I love it, man. I love it. I appreciate that, man. I don't have mine, unfortunately, but no, that's, that's dope, man. <laughs> so, um, that, so when, believe it or not, when Cruz hit that foul ball, I believe we were playing the Kansas City Royals. Okay. Shout out to Mariners, shout out to the Phillies, if you will. Hey. <laughs> so I think I was on TV. Very nice. I don't. I don't know. But anyways, how did I have to ask you? Yes, sir. Question. How did you, how do you like the Eagles draft this year? How did or, I react to it? How did you like it? Um, I I so I do like it. it. The problem is, and I think a lot of Eagles fans can can uh can reflect to this as too, or connect to this as well. Is I just don't trust Howie. You know that that's been the problem. You know you've seen the past couple drafts. I mean you're a Seahawks fan. You know DK go Metcalf Hawks. was yes, go Hawks, man. DK Metcalf was there for us for the taking, and we we passed up on that for JJ Arthico Whiteside. All paper looks. Devontae Smith, we know the pedigree of him. Landon Dickerson, Nick Saban has high words of him. Milton Williams, thus far in preseason, has showed us or his derb or his versatility playing D tackle and D end. So it looks good, but again, we'll. I'm waiting to see because you know how his track record in the drafts is not good, and that that's what we're waiting for, man. Yeah, I sh I was watching Kata Hot's TikTok. About the <laughs> I was draft. there with him, man. And he, I, I saw that, and he was mad. Like, he was like, gosh dang it. I think 
Howie Roseman's your guys' coach, right? Or front He's the GM team. here. Yeah, he does everything as far as personnel uh, with the and or with the Flyers with the Eagles. Hot hot's like F you Pete Roseman. <laughs> yeah. I mean Howie Roseman, you're you're so dog water and whatnot. Now and I stitched yeah, one man. I'm like you guys could get Deshaun Watson, but it was before all this legal issues. Right, right. So yeah, it was um, it was a weird situation because if you remember, we traded up, right? Yeah. And w- once the two cornerbacks went off the board, that kind of threw everyone off because we were hoping that either JC or Patrick Sertain would fall there. And I think the Cowboys were thinking the same thing too. So the Cowboys are like, all right, we can't Cowgirl. get our cornerback. What's up? Cowgirls, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's funny. Most NFL fans can agree that we all hate that team down there, man. It's it's, it's definitely something we can all agree on, man. But yeah, it was a tricky situation. I think that Howie made the right move of going up and getting the next best player on the board, and that was Devontae Smith, of course. We're going to have to wait and see what he looks like, man. Yeah. I have one question. Another question. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. What's that? Will this be on Spotify or... Whatever. Yeah, so this this will be on every Spotify, Google, Apple, everything, my man, everything. All right, so All right, my man, catch you later, brother. Absolutely, you're more than welcome all the time, man. And we'll talk on TikTok, man. All right, later, go birds, David. Hey, yeah, go birds, go all birds. Good stuff, man. Hawks King, ladies and gentlemen, good talking to him. Uh, let's bring on one more. We'll hop into some Eagles talk here. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's good talking to Snow Time, a.k.a. Mike. What's up, baby? Good talking to you, man. What's up? How you feeling, brother? How you been, man? Stressing over the Phillies. Over the Phillies? Yeah, man. Five minutes now. We got five minutes until this game. And it's every night. You you literally sit there and you're just like, you want to bite your nails off to the to the to the numb, right? And it, it you don't know what to expect on a night to night basis with the Phillies, and I'm there with you, man. What did you watch last night's game? Yeah, I honestly thought we we're gonna take the win, but yeah, man. Ranger looked good. Mm-hmm. He he did look a, good, but I don't see nothing much of Zach Lowe today. Even oh, you don't think so, man? I don't think he's going to perform good today, but like other games, yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's tough because the last two starts haven't been so promising. And it's not like he's been terrible. It's been, it's literally been like a one pitch and the momentum swings away from the Phillies. And and that's why I'm saying tonight it's important that we see him go seven. At least I want to see him at least go seven strong. If he allows two runs, I'll live with that. But, I mean, you know, last start he allowed six runs in that uh, top or bottom of the seventh against the Diamondbacks. And that kind of, you know, there was no way the, the Phillies can come back from that. So I want to see a, a complete game from Zach Wheeler here today. He's our ace. At this point, he's our ace, and we know he can do it. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised today because the Patriots today, well, uh, Houston Texans got a rest and then Patriots just traded away Sony Michelle to the Rams. Wait, well, so what was the deal again? I didn't hear that. So I know, I know Sony went to the Rams. I just didn't hear the deal. Was it like two con- conditionals? Uh, a fifth and a sixth. A fifth and a sixth. Yeah. Okay. A fifth. That's not bad. Rams need running backs. They're dropping like flies over there in LA. I don't know what what's in the the water or the water over there, but they need running backs. We have running backs if they want some. You know, there anyone honestly to me, anyone other than Miles Sanders is up for grabs. They can have them if they want to give us a good draft pick. Yeah, I would say like a third probably. I mean, listen, Jordan Howard's been looking good. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Yeah, Ben. That should definitely be interesting. Uh, but listen, Mike, we're gonna we're gonna keep going here. Uh at eight o'clock, we got Duke by the river. So if you got some time, definitely check it out. We're gonna talk about the union tonight, my man. All right. Yeah, I'm still kind of disappointed from losing to Club America. Like, <sighs> yeah, I've I've been able to talk about the union so long, but we it's been tough this year, man. Mm-hmm. We just got to wait for the playoffs. I think that's it, man. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk soon, brother. Say it.
All right, let's keep it moving here forward, guys, because I know you guys want to talk Eagles. I know you guys want to talk some Eagles, so I, and I definitely want to talk some Eagles. So let's let's get right into it. So today was day 17 of Eagles practice, day two up in North Jersey. Um, and today, from my understanding, it was a very physical, aggressive, intense practice from what I hear. Um, you like to hear that. You like to hear I've also heard that the Eagles already in, in two practices, kind of like in the Patriots joint practice, the Eagles have looked like the better of the two teams. They've they've impressed on many different fronts, especially the offense. Offense in both weeks really had stood out, and they continue looking good. Now, today was a lot of situational type of stuff on the field, um, a lot of red zone stuff, a lot of goal line stuff, um, a lot of hurry-up offense slash two-minute drill type of stuff. Um, and... Uh, I like I like that they've been working on that. Obviously, every training camp they do work on that. But um, with the young team, I'm curious how they're going to react to some of those situations. Like, you know, if it's a close game, you know, against the Panthers, right? 24-20 with a minute 30 left. Balls at the 33-yard line. Or can you can you go those seventy plus yards and go get the touchdown? Or yeah, can you go get that touchdown? Like, I we really want to see how uh, they they react to some of that type of stuff. Um, it's clear that Jalen has been thriving, um, and he, this was his best practice by far. And he looked really well. He looked really crisp and clutch in those those uh, those winning situations or those you know those two minute drill type of situations, those red zone goal line type of situations. Uh, but he really has looked comfortable in that hurry up offense. And when you're a dual threat quarterback, I feel like that hurry up offense you got to use that to your advantage. When you're talking about moving quickly, getting the defense tired. And now defense is already tired. You have they haven't taken a, a timeout. You got a quarterback out there that can kill you with the run and kill you with the arm, and that that makes it so much harder uh, on a defense on a two minute drill. So uh, I love seeing that, and I think that that wrinkle should be implemented into the offense, especially with Jalen Hurts. Um, and I'm excited to see um, that come to fruition. Uh, but it's clear to me, besides the the Jalen feeling comfortable in the hurry up type of stuff. He's gained a lot of rapport with three specific wide receivers, and that's uh, Quez Watkins, Devontae Smith, and actually, believe it or not, Greg Ward. Greg's had a really solid camp, and it's not too surprising because you know what Greg Ward is. The problem is, I and I understand this, is that Greg will never give you elite type of stuff, but do we need elite type of stuff? I mean, the mentality that he has, the way he carries himself, is really what I want from this team. So I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see what that he's been growing on a lot of these guys. But besides the wide receivers he's gained a rapport with, it's been evident that Jalen loves his tight ends. He's been going to the tight ends a lot in rare type situations. And you know, despite what what you guys think, I think of Dallas Goddard. And I'm looking at you, TikTok. Um, having those tight ends as security blankets as a real quarterback is definitely huge and definitely beneficial. So uh, keep finding them. If you can find them, definitely find them. looks like Ertz is going to have a big part of this offense, and it looks like um, Sariani is going to go with both of these tight ends quite often this season. It's an extra weapon, and doesn't it really doesn't hurt to have. So, And again, Dallas Goddard is on a contract year. Typically, pro players, when they're on a contract year, those guys typically ball the F out. So we'll see if Dallas can continue doing that. Um, not everything's hunky-dory with uh, with Jalen Hurts. Pocket awareness is still an issue that he needs to work on. Um, there's instances where, you know, the when the pocket is collapsing, that's really what I want to see from Jalen Hurts. Uh, what are you going to do? He... The problem is when the pocket starts to collapse, him as a dual threat quarterback wants to roll out or escape from it and run, run, run away either for a pass or try to run for a couple yards here. And my, for me, the sign of a mature quarterback when the pocket is collapsing like that, I don't need you to be Randall Cunningham. Like there's a reason why Randall Cunningham didn't work in this league. I want you to step up, step up, set your feet, continue reading your progressions and finding that open guy. And I think that Jalen needs to continue still to work on the, the, those type of things. Uh, but it, that's why I say it is important he continues to, to getting out there, get as much reps as possible. Uh, preseason, play as much as you can in that. Of course, we'll get to that. We've actually kind of talked about that a little bit. But um, Quez Watkins has balled out today. He had, had a lot of nice catches. He had some big plays in, in this practice. This was by far his best practice. I know that's hard to think when we when we think about the fact that you know Quez has been balling out uh, in preseason and in, in training camp as well. 
Yo, who missed the Andy Reid shovel pass? Ladies and gentlemen, we had that today. Uh, we saw the Jalen Hurts to, to Dallas Goddard shovel pass for, like I think, like a two, three-yard touchdown. Um, if he adds that, if Sirianni adds that wrinkle to the playbook, I mean, are you Eagles fans going to feel a little nostalgia on that one? Man, Andy used to run that play at nauseum. And after, and that's kind of why Andy kind of had to leave after 2012 is because everything started getting redundant and bland with Andy Reid after, what was it, 15, 14 years that he was here. And especially that shovel play. But I always remember, they and with Donovan here, they would always run split backs. And Donovan would always roll out, and it would she would shovel it to usually would shovel it to Brian Westbrook, and Brian would being short and and shifty as he was would find his way through the holes. But um, it was good seeing that, you know, me as an Eagles fan from uh, who started to be an Eagles fan during that era, that was really cool to see. So, um, double passes back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Miles Sanders, I've been really critical of Miles Sanders in his career. Uh, I hope that you the, you don't hate me, Miles Sanders burner. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, but today. He kind of proved me wrong. I always questioned whether or not Miles Sanders could be a power type back. Like, I've never really seen him run through the tackles with authority. Today, he ran over two Jets defenders. Now, it is the Jets, um, but that is still very impressive. The fact that we never really seen that from Miles Sanders. I know he's getting yoked every offseason, but damn, he ran over two Jets defenders? Ha, ha, ha. Now, the issue with Miles Sanders at hand, uh, Miles is very explosive, very dangerous, especially when he's in the open field. How are those hands? You know, he's had an issue with dropping balls in training camp. He had this issue last year as well, which is weird. All of a sudden, again, it's like Markel Fultz with the shot. Man gets the yips. Uh, so how are those hands? I need Miles Sanders' hands to be more softer. We need him in that passing game. But speaking of running games, the passing game, um, Gainwell showing some fight the, today. He got in a fight with the Jets defender. You like to see that. You like to see a little bit of pushback, a little fight back, um, especially from a young player. Kenneth is trying to make his case, man. He wants to be a big part of this offense. He's making his case, and I love it, man. I'm, I'm excited for Kenneth Gainwell this year being that change of pace, third down type of back. Uh, Jordan Howard, like we mentioned, good amount of reps with the first team. He's kind of solidified a spot on this roster. And he, uh, you know what you're going to get from Jordan Howard, man. And I think that's, I think it's going to be a lot of fun watching this offense. I want to see this ground, uh, ground and pound game with the Eagles. We haven't had that in a long time. And I'm, I'm excited to see uh, this running game for the Eagles. I think it's going to be very, very dangerous. Um, with the offensive line, uh, Andre Dillard continues to not impress. Um, and despite what Sariani want, doesn't want to admit to, um, Dillard, uh, is not definitely going, is not going to be the left tackle. Yo, uh, I want to make a quick, quick shout out, ladies and gentlemen, and this shout out's going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, you got a franchise quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. The dude is going to be absolutely special in the national football league. You need to protect them and who better. And, and of course you need to protect his blind side. We have the perfect option here for you here in Philadelphia. We got my, our man, Andre Dillard. Come and get Andre Dillard. You need him for your boy, Trevor Lawrence. Put him on there on the left side. What are you doing? What are you doing for? Oh, in all seriousness, I mean, I would love for that to happen. But I doubt we're going to get anything good for an Andre Dillard. But um, I just don't understand what it is that Sariani like to tiptoe around these type of discussions and conversations, right? So why is he reluctant to naming the starters? Now, to me, I did not know that I did not need to know that Jalen Hurts was a starter. But it is weird when a reporter does ask you who is a starting quarterback, and you're still saying, "Ah, e we have to uh, still evaluate." You know, we still have evaluations to do. We're not going to uh, name who's going to be the starter. What is it that you have to evaluate? It is clear that Jalen Hurts is much better than Joe Flacco at this point of their respective careers. What are you evaluating? And the same thing goes with the left tackle position. You got we're still not going to name our left tackle. We got to evaluate that position. What are you evaluating? Andre Dillard has been uh, ran over how many times now? Jordan Mailata has proved he's been the he's been the better of the left tackles how many times right now? And I must say guys, and you guys are going to catch this by surprise, but I think that in the next week you need to make it the priority to sign and give an extension to Jordan Mailata. 
once you figure out that Jordan Maialata is your starting left tackle for the future, you need to lock up that contract. Guys, left tackle is a is a position of premium. Those guys are expected to get played. Your your average, you know, your your for some of the top left tackles in the NFL, they make around twenty to twenty three million dollars a year. Mylotta is not making anywhere near that. So I think it's very critical that the Eagles get him on a contract extension as soon as possible to save their ass in the future. Now, if you're Mylotta, you obviously want to wait as long as possible. Prove what you got. But man, oh man, the Eagles need to take advantage of that. Need to, need to. But that should be interesting. On the defensive side, not much to, to write home about. Zach Wilson's been looking impressive as he has in training camp. Um, but Javon Hargrave looked really impressive today. He was very active in the backfield um, all throughout practice. Very promising, and we actually kind of really need to see that from him. So th those are my thoughts on the Philadelphia Eagles today. Uh, of course, guys, we could talk about it uh, again. But um, oh, am I still laggy? Let me guess. Wrong Wi-Fi. Yeah, so I have like three different Wi-Fi routers in this house. And unfortunately, in this room, only one gives me a better reception. Um, I, it might, might just be this room, but for right now, we have... And of course, I mean, how can you guys hate on this room here? This is a better angle. We got, we're in the link. I mean, you know, it's it's tough for me. It's tough. I can't leave this room. <laughs> uh, so will Hayes play because his brother died, or will he play like a goat? Um, yeah, first off, I mean, RIP and, and thoughts and prayers go out to the Hayes family, but the, the, the talk about Jimmy Hayes is, is horrible. Um, I haven't seen what the exact, uh, cause of death was, but I mean, still is absolutely terrible. Um, I would like to see the flyers actually do something. Listen, that, that is Kevin Hayes is by far a star player for this team and losing your brother. I don't wish that upon anyone, right? Uh, so I hope the Flyers do something, maybe a patch or something to kind of commemorate Jimmy Hayes. But yeah, that is definitely tough. And I'm, and I'm sure Kevin is going to play this year highly motivated, highly motivated. Um, going to my last Phillies game on Friday. I'm really trying to make that Friday game. At least one of these games against the Diamondbacks. Definitely trying to do it, man. Uh, I'm coming on Friday when I got no homework. You have homework right now? Damn, Dylan. Don't put it in that work. I like that. I like that. Dylan, I don't know if you saw me on TikTok. I actually got banned for 24 hours to post because of the milk crate challenge. I didn't do the milk crate challenge. I just posted other people doing the milk crate challenge, and I got banned for 24 hours. So let's just say, guys, me and the milk crate will never happen, okay? I'm not trying to get banned. I'm trying to get you guys some content. You hear that, TikTok? I'm trying to get you all some content. But damn, man, TikTok need to chill, man. Need to chill. Already biting my nails. <laughs> hey, what's up, Philly Sports is Life? What's going on? What's going on, Megan? What's up, Meg? Uh, Boston Scott can be our baby swoop. Yeah, man. I, I love him. Boston Scott's morale for this team as well, man. It makes this this running back core a lot deeper, man. A lot deeper. Dylan, TK did have a kid. Congratulations to the Konechny family. They add one more. Or Yeah, I think it was his, it's his first kid. And and I hope, you know, really what I really hope is that this kid um, helps TK kind of mature into the player that I know he could be. And when we're talking about playing this physical broad street bully type of hockey, who better than TK? TK is that player that's going to get under your skin and then turn around and put a goal behind uh, behind your goalie. So I think TK is a big role, a very important, underrated role with the Flyers this season. And I hope he goes to what kind of went well and he did when he had his kid, give him that maturity and open his eyes a little bit to it. So I'm excited, man. Speaking of tight ends, I have Dallas Goddard's practice use gloves. Hey, that's what's up, man. That's pretty dope. I, I, li I like hearing those type of things, man. That's pretty dope. Don't don't ever let them get ruined, and, and uh, make sure you put those in a safe spot. Um, they're gonna use how? Uh, I don't. It depends. So if if they're gonna use Howard on short line situations, uh, maybe on first down to kind of set the tone, you know, like on a cold night, you know, especially you got all those division games in the later later half of the year. What better way to start off the game with a nice little dive right up the two-hole with Jordan Howard getting you four or five yards, putting that shoulder down. Uh, but certain situ it's situational football. If you're looking for uh, a third and eight, right, and you're looking for some big yards, a big pass, um, I would expect Kat Gainwell to be in there. Miles Sanders sprinkle here and there. 
You might see Boston Scott sprinkle here and there. You might his carries are probably going to go down, barring any injuries this season. But um, Howard is going to be that short short yardage guy as always. Uh, it's Miles. Get the ball. He's good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When you're averaging almost six yards a pop with the the those carries that he got was absolutely terrible. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, Megan Young letting us know. One, two, three inning. Let's go. Zach Wheeler starting off hot. Uh, maybe a third a third round pick. I wish. I don't think that'll happen. I think, if anything, we're going to get a third day pick. So between, what's the third day now? Fourth, fourth through the seventh, seven rounds. I think that's what's going to happen. What's going on, Hawks King? Welcome back, man. Welcome back. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, last time Wheels played the Rays, uh, 14K and in seven innings. That's very true. Very true. Uh, Philly Sports is life. I have made you a moderator. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And Hawks King, you're going to get the same thing. My man, you're going to be a moderator as well. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Love you guys. Uh, do no, thank you. Thank you for, for coming on, man. It was, it was a pleasure talking to you and Eagles in 2017. I was a lot of fun, man. I have a lot of memories and I'm hoping that we can go through another run like that. Um, let's move on with the Philadelphia 76. We haven't talked about that uh, as much, of course, without, besides talking about, um, the evidence that is, uh, Mr. Benjamin Simmons, right? But I want to talk about Damian Lillard and it's, I find it very weird and interesting that Damian Lillard wants to stay in um, in Portland. I really do. I don't. I don't understand it. I just someone the caliber of a Damian Lillard, right? Um, he does championship in my opinion, and he says he wants a championship. But why would you want to stay in Portland at this point? You're going into year ten of your career. You have tried. You've given it your all to the city, to the team. You have yet to scratch the finals. There was one Western Conference Finals, but besides that, you haven't even gotten to the finals. So I don't understand when you have, and I know I'm a Sixers fan, I'm a little bit, and yeah, there's a little biasy in what I'm saying, what I'm about to say. Why wouldn't you want to come to Philadelphia? It's still a major market. You have one of the best, it's, you have a top five player in the National Basketball Association, Joel Embiid. Um, you have a, a championship caliber coach in Doc Rivers. You have pieces here. It's a better setup than what you have over there in Portland. And look at the Western Conference. That's a gauntlet. It's much. I know the East has gotten better. The East has definitely gotten better, but it's still easier to go through the East than it is the West. It just makes no sense to me. So to me, what I've come to the conclusion about, Dane doesn't want to play in Philly. It's just flat out Dame doesn't want to play in Philly because I feel like if Dame wanted to play in Philly, he'd be here by now because the Sixers have the best situation for Dame to win a championship. The Sixers have the best package to give to Portland to get Dame. So that's the only conclusion I can come up with is that Dame doesn't just want to, he doesn't want to play here in Philadelphia. I know Dame has this affection towards New York him being a rapper and he's talked about how important his rap career is. And I respect it. I mean, he's a solid rapper. He, he's starting to learn how to make some hits now. Um, but, you can't go to New York. And to be honest with you, like anyone who lives in the United States knows that New York and Philly are not far at all. It's two hours away. It's a two-hour drive. That's not terrible. So you can still play in Philadelphia. You can play in a city that resembles your personality the best of anyone besides, obviously, Oakland. He's an Oakland kid, so you can't really emulate Oakland. But Philadelphia is pretty damn close to it. You're close enough to New York. You can still continue your rap career, and you can win championships. Like I don't—is it just me? Like, can can other basketball fans come on here and tell me that I, I'm not the only one? Like, does does that not make sense? I just don't get it. And I think this is driving me crazy because uh, the more the days go on, I have to I have to I have to settle with the fact that this is going to run back. Ben Simmons is going to be back here next year, and I don't know what Ben Simmons is going to give me. He's giving me the same crap that he's given me over the last five years. The same bullcrap workout videos, pulling over guys who are accountants and, and pharmacists in, in, a, in a lifetime fitness gym, and it's just it's just it's just upsetting. It just flat out is upsetting, and, and the fact that Dane doesn't want to come here, it's it's just terrible, man. It's just terrible. It's all it's on Dane again. It's on Dane. The minute Dane says I'll, I'm willing to leave and go to Philadelphia, that move is going to happen. The Sixers are waiting. I know they're waiting. I know Daryl. Daryl's waiting for Dame, and it's not happening. So 
cheers to the same old team as last year. I know this is not vodka or, or, or any type of alcohol. This is straight H2O. That good shit. That good, good. You feel me? That's ridiculous, man. It is ridiculous. Um, I Real quick, I want to talk about that Nerland story. If you haven't heard, it's really crazy, and it's really juicy as well if you're into to dramas like my girl has taught me. <laughs> um, but it's bonkers, dude, and it's got something to do with Ben Simmons as well. So if you haven't heard, Nerland's the well who, if you don't know, was once upon a time uh, uh, kind of one part. Of, he was part of the process. He was the one. He was part of the deal that jump-started the process, right? Um, he played, what was it, three years in Philadelphia, three or four seasons? No, it was three seasons in Philadelphia. Um, and he actually this past, yesterday sued uh, Rich Paul, who I guess was his former agent. Oh, no, sort of LeBron James's clutch sports. And uh, he's suing him for uh, what he's reporting as $58 million in lost wages, in lost salaries over the past three seasons from 2017 to 2020. Now, if we remember, um, there was the instance where I think the Dallas Mavericks in 2018 offered Nerlens a 28 or $48 million contract or $41 million contract. And uh, Nerlens declined it because he said he can get more money. And we were all just like thinking to ourselves, Nerlens, are you smoking something? That is way too much for you right now, let alone you thinking you deserve more money. So there was that whole debacle, right? Um, he wound up signing with OKC, I think, for like $4.1 million. So he obviously lost out big time. You know, and I think Nerlens at that point was like, it was what it was. He shook it off. Fast forward to now. Um, I think he, uh, from what I understood, he recently talked to old Sixers coach Brett Brown and Brett was like, yeah, Nerlens, not once, but twice. We were interested in trying to get your services, but Rich Paul's people were not answering. And I believe this was in 2018 and 2019 or 2019, 2020. Um, and Nerlens at that point was like, F this, F this. Uh, so he uh, he said enough is enough. And he decided to sue um, Rich Paul. If this is the case, that is pretty grimy business. Okay. Um, I'm not an expert in the whole industry of sports agency, but if you're, if your client is asking for something, you need to listen or you need to be number one, you need to listen to him and you need to be transparent with your client as well. Now, again, I don't know anything about the sports agency game, but that's just me from what I know of the business world. And the fact that there wasn't that transparency, that is God awful, man. It looks like rich Paul is a grimy type of dude. Um, and obviously uh, what we're seeing, it's not surprising because what we have seen thus far this offseason with the Ben Simmons saga, you know, I know where these rumors are coming from. It's coming from his camp. The whole, oh, Ben only wants to play in Golden State. You know, he's putting out those feelers. Um, the whole, oh, Ben is threatening to not come to camp. That's all from his camp. This guy is a grimy ass freaking dude. And this whole neurons and wall stuff is interesting as well. The man, oh, man, it's, it, I'm curious to see how this winds up turning out but that was crazy ass story now, i know neurons doesn't deserve anything near 40 million but man oh man if he was able to have that if that was on the table and rich paul was like nah i got you we're gonna get some more money that's messed up flat out messed up and when you're when you're a professional athlete you have a small window to make as much money as you can you're not gonna be you're not gonna be a professional basketball player for the rest of your life it's just a fact of life you gotta make your you gotta make your money. And Nerlens losing out over fifty eight million, almost sixty million dollars. Hell no, man. Hell no. Uh, we got here. Uh, I think I got shadow ban on TikTok. My have been ten to twenty likes. Uh, it, if TikTok goes through those if those those different phases, you know, you'll have times when you'll get the. Uh, Less views, more likes. Um, you know, you'll get old content pushed back into to, to your followers. Um, it's very fluid with the algorithm of TikTok, but the fact of the matter is the algorithm of TikTok is still better than any social media. Better than Instagram, it's better than Instagram, damn better than Instagram. It's better than uh, Twitter. Um, I don't know who goes on Facebook. If raise your hand if you guys still go on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook in a long time. 
every time I go in, it's like a high school reunion and I just would rather not. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, man, it, it, it's very fluid, man. Just keep, all I can say is just keep put, putting out content, man. You can't worry about the type of stuff. Um, the team said no one is talking to Ben right now. Maxi practice with him. Um, did they say that? That's bad business if they did say that, in my opinion. Um, Galvis at E5. Okay, okay. Uh, congratulations on your 50 show. What's up, Positive Philly? Thank you so much for that, my man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We got 50 strong. 50 strong, man. Galvis made an error. Oh, man, it's okay. It's okay. You got to shake it off. He hasn't been playing in a long time. He's been off for a while. He's got to shake it off. He's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Uh, the agents need to give the pa the players what they want. That is correct. That's it right there. And again, none of us are experts in um in in, in sports agency, but this is simple, simple stuff, man. You gotta you gotta understand what your client wants. It's that simple, man. Uh, he said he'll he will go to the Lakers and Clippers. Are you talking about Nerlens? Who are we talking about? Uh, let me know who you're talking about there. Um, let's let's end here with the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, they made a signing here today. They have agreed to sign Derek Brassard to a one-year $825,000 deal. Um, this was a little bit confusing because we all know we're really tight on the salary cap here. Of course, they just re-signed Travis Sanheim. Um, what was that? We signed Carter Hart. There was someone else I thought we re-signed. But um, it's me, it's not a signing. Obviously, he's familiar with Ali Vigneault, and it's clear that the Flyers want more um, strong-minded guys in that locker room. I think they they trust their young core of players. You know, your Travis Konechny's, your Lindblom, your Ivan Provorov's, your Joel Farabee's, uh, I mean, Hope Morgan Frost. Um, and, and I think that with now getting Derek Broussard, it adds some depth to your team now, and he gives you more options, right? Um, I, I could I could definitely see them putting him in there every every what so often, and he's definitely going to be great in the, the locker room in general. He's He was part of that, the Rangers team that made the uh, – Made the Stanley Cup. I think he won with the Pittsburgh Penguins, if I'm not mistaken. He just came from the Arizona Coyotes. Now, obviously, back in his day, he was a speed type of guy. He, he would get up and down the ice. He has lost a little bit of that speed, but he can give you anything of what he once was. It is definitely, definitely a big piece. Again, I'm loving what these, this Flyers team has done. We haven't talked to Flyers in a while, um, and I would love to talk some more Flyers. If you guys give me some more Flyers topics to talk about, I'll also come up with some Flyers topics to talk about as well. But I just love what this Flyers team is doing. They recognize that they have, core, they have a set system. There seems to be a culture brewing in Philadelphia. It's going to take some time, right? These guys have just came together. But uh, I'm loving, loving, loving what uh, what this team has been doing, man. And I think Derek Broussard is going to add to that. I know the Ristolainen move, it, is, it, they gave up a lot for it. But I think that he's going to fit this team perfectly like a freaking glove. Um, we got a real... First lining pairing with a defensive line pairing with uh, Ryan Ellis, Ivan Provorov. I absolutely love that. I think Cam Atkinson is going to be huge for the Philadelphia Flyers this season as well. Um, and Flyers have signed a yes. That's what we're talking about, Ian. That's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Derek Broussard, baby. Derek Broussard signing with the Philadelphia Flyers. So uh, there's depth on this team. There there is some physicality on this team now. Um, this team could could always score goals. That's, that hasn't really been the issue with the Flyers. Uh, but it's been the defense and uh, everything else, special teams as well. And I think that is all going to improve. And I'll tell you what, Lane Vigneault has no excuses this year. Absolutely no excuses. Carter Hart, no more excuses for these guys. you got to get the job done. You know, it, what happened last year was there's no excuses. You know, we were all on this high in 2020, the way they were playing in the in the bubble. You come back here and they put pretty much put up a fat dud in 2021. They need to get back to it. They definitely, definitely need to get back to it. But I'm excited. So welcome to Philadelphia, Derek Broussard. It's definitely a great, a good signing there. And I'm excited for what we got. What's up, Positively? What you got going on, man? You watching the Phils? I'm going to put the Phils on in just a second here once we head off of here. <coughs> um, Wayne Simmons, man. Where is he? Is he still playing? I take, I take Simmers. Why not? Take him on a flyer. Uh, I'm down to be a part of the next. Hey, man, by all means, man, everyone's welcome on any, all these episodes, man. Uh, Freddie up to bat. Oof. Okay, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. Let's see what we'll see what he can do here up to this bat, man. That's what I told you guys earlier. That's what I'm looking for. What can he do up to bat? Uh, Luke, let's definitely talk some hockey. I want to talk some cracking hockey as well, my man. I definitely want to talk about that. 
Uh, he's on the Leafs. Get out of Toronto, man. Come on. Come to back to Philly. Come back to Philly. Lip Boy, what's going on, my man? Welcome on in, brother. But, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of Oli and Philly Sports. Uh, that is episode 50. We got 50 episodes in the books. We got 50 more episodes to do. I appreciate you guys showing all the love that you guys do to this show. This is your show for all things Philly sports. And if you are a sports fan, you are more than welcome here as well. Ladies and gentlemen, do not forget, if you're watching this on YouTube, on El Parcero Philly's YouTube channel, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. It would truly mean the world to me. And, of course, you can find Oin Philly Sports wherever you stream podcasts from Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it. Look it up, Oi in Philly Sports. And that's H-O-W, Oi. And Oi stands for today in Spanish. If you did not know, I'm here for you guys. I'm here for you. I'm here for your, for your translations. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly. And I'm telling you guys to enjoy the rest of your night. I'll see you guys in a little bit. <laughs>